0: Hey everyone, I'm Randy. And I'm Josh. And this is A New Approach, a podcast about challenging the status quo, embracing new ideas, and taking a new approach to solving age-old problems. On today's episode, we touch on the neuroscience behind routines and why they're more than just a trendy topic, they're essential for performance and well-being. Josh and I also share our personal routines and how they're evolving to meet the demands of being founders. Plus, we'll explore how AI can take your routines to the next level, making them truly personalized and adaptive. Whether you're craving structure or spontaneity, I'd give it a listen.
1: You ready? Let's get into it. Randy, Randy. Good
0: morning, my friend. What did I do now? Good morning. Nothing.
1: Nothing. Yet. Yeah. Who knows? It's still early in the day. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was driving in today and i saw you and i was thinking man we have two different routines we have the same goal same project we get our tasks done but the way we operate is two different ways yeah i never got the chance to ask you like what your routine is and how you process it through the day so tell me about like how do you get up you're gonna learn today my friend because that is exactly what we're talking about bingo look at that.
0: I want to dive into routines and why they're so important. They're a really critical aspect of personal development. And I want to touch on the science and the importance of routines before we share our own as founders. It is a question that we get pretty often. I can't go on the internet without getting recommended a Forbes article about some famous or wealthy or, you know, some well-known person and what their morning routine is or what their fitness routine is as a society. I feel like we have an obsession with what other people are doing. Why is
1: that? Why do people like knowing other people's routines? How do they get up? What bed are they using?
0: I think it's because we have a fundamental understanding that there are things that work really well. Even if you're not someone that's familiar with the science of habit formation or personal development, Mm -hmm. if you see this pattern of people, or if you see this pattern within people where they're all successful and, oh, interesting, they all wake up at 4.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. it's totally fair that a logical assumption is that what they're doing is working and is partly responsible for their success, right? So why wouldn't you want to do the same thing? Unfortunately, I think people fail to understand that what gets someone to a certain level of success is not necessarily the same thing that keeps them there. If you are incredibly fit, the workout routine that you're going to follow to maintain that is different than the one that you're going to follow to build that in the first place, or it's going to be different than if you're trying to lose weight. It's still working out, but that's going to look different. How? Like, why is that? It's all about building habits. And it's all about if you already have a habit built or if you're in the process of doing so. So let's dive into that. At the end of the day, routines are about habit formation. It's not about looking cool on Instagram or adopting a holier than thou mentality over your coworkers because you do goat yoga or something before work every morning and that is the thing that makes you productive or that waking up at 4 30 in the morning is the thing that has made you a successful millionaire or whatever you aspire to be but there is actual science to show that it's about reducing your overall cognitive load and reducing the number of decisions that you have to make throughout the day so that instead you can focus all of your energy and mental capacity on what is truly important during the day. That's the whole point of routines is to develop those habits so that you no longer have
1: to think about them. I see. So it's not exactly two people have to have the same routine, right? No. I know there's some they patterns have. that are backed by science. Yeah, but it's really about building around what your goals and your strengths and your weaknesses are, correct?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay, okay. And then most people can learn about the different types of lifestyle designs and systems back in the previous episodes. I know we've touched up on routines before, but what makes habits stick or falter?
0: It comes down to a few different things. One of them is the basal ganglia. Ah, Latin. (laughs) Yeah. As it turns out, habit formation is really closely linked to specific neural circuits. Um, And it's within the structure in the brain called the basal ganglia. What this is basically a group of nuclei deep within your brain that helps code repetitive behaviors, also known as routines, and it allows them to become automatic over time. And this happens with literally everything that we do. Your brain is wanting to conserve energy, knows that it's a demanding organ, which was my nickname in high school. If it has to go through the complicated mechanism of reacting and engaging with something new or making a new decision every single time you do something that results in a lot of wasted energy. And like you've mentioned on the podcast before, just like you, your brain is naturally lazy, but a better term for laziness is efficient. Right. Our brains are actually quite similar to a really massive large language model, it's called a neural network. Mm. And when you hear about neural networks and AI, it's because they're based on the way that the human brain works. And at the end of the day, it is really just an extremely powerful pattern recognizer. So you have about a two and a half millimeter thick layer around the outside of your brain that's called the neocortex. And that is basically your brain's first line of defense for interacting with something. Its job is to recognize a pattern and then trigger other processes throughout your brain that are connected to that trigger. When you get here in the morning and I see your beautiful face, it recognizes, mm-hmm. I I'll give you one a day. <laughs> It recognizes that as a pattern, and it reaches out to the memory part of my brain and says, hey, give me all the memories and the background info that you have about Mm. Josh. So recall his name and recall his favorite food and fantastic sense of style and all that fun stuff. And again, I'm glossing over a lot here because that's not the purpose of this podcast, but what you need to take away from that is those patterns it recognizes, those come in all shapes and sizes in the same way that it recognizes the pattern of what your face looks like and remembers things about you. When you sit down on your favorite spot on your couch at the Mm. end of a long day, if that's what you do often enough, you'll notice that without thinking you turn on the TV or you open TikTok or you call your mom. If you're a great person, whatever it might be, (laughs) your brain learns to recognize that pattern and then it encodes
1: it. So it doesn't have to think about it. It just happens. Okay. Let me get this straight. Essentially. The brain hardwires everything we do repeatedly. And then this type of hardwiring forms the basis of habit formation. And then this would illustrate how we repeatedly do these behaviors or how these dots carve physical different pathways in your brain that naturally flows over time. Precisely.
0: There are actual physical connections within your brain. So your neurons are creating these massive
1: tree-like structures. So it's like one of those pegboard like marble machines where you like drop yes. the ball at the top and you never really know where it's going to end up. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just like that. That's a super good metaphor. Uh-huh. So imagine your brain over time, it doesn't want to have to think about where that marble's going to fall every single time. So habit formation is like adding rubber bands and dedicated tracks between all the pegs of that board. So when you drop a ball in a specific spot, it always ends up in the same corresponding spot. And then you never have to worry about calculating it because, oh, if A happens, naturally B must then happen. And your brain is super, super good at that for the sake of efficiency.
1: Mm. Okay, so that's the reason why most successful people utilize different routines of waking up in the morning at X time. Not necessarily because that's the most optimal time for them to do it, but it's because it's the easiest, most patternistic time that their brain can hardwire to toward,
0: and it works for them for their goals. If you're a college student and you're serving on the side to make some income, probably doesn't make sense for you to wake up at four 30 in the morning, unless you're a barista and you're serving coffee to people. So that's what I mean when I say don't blindly follow the routines of other successful people. However, if you can identify a successful person or a successful habit that you know is going to get you closer to your goals, that's the really critical thing. You've always got to start with your goals.
1: Um, How does one balance between routine that's very structured and spontaneity when yeah. stuff just happens in your life? How do people work through that minutia and randomness that can also fit within that routine structure?
0: Yeah, I like to call it structured chaos because that happens with me. As somebody with ADHD, my life is pretty chaotic. That's not because I have ADHD that my life is chaotic, obviously. But things happen in my life and I'm easily distracted. To me... Those aren't at opposite end of a spectrum from one another. they're right. They're really the same thing. Having consistency in what I do every morning, in where I work, in what my evening routine is, that allows me to say, I can offload this cognitive process of figuring out what that's supposed to look like every day. Mm-hmm. I just do it, I fall into that habit. and when something gets in the way, it's easier to move everything else in my life around because this is already structured. So okay. if I know that between these two hours in the morning, this is what my routine looks like and something gets in the way, I'm less worried about completely falling off track with my goals because I've built that habit and I know it's okay for me to take some time, deal with the situation, having stability and having flexibility are actually more intertwined than it seems.
1: Right. That makes sense. These forms and foundations create some type of muscle memory for you. That way, when anything does show up, you're able to adjust on the fly because you're not thinking about all these different variables. You're set foundations there, but if something comes in, you can adjust because you have these set things due to that patternistic behavior that you've developed over time from this very set routine.
0: And I also like to think about it in terms of buckets. So instead of having an extremely specific set of things where I have to wake up and then I have to journal and then I have to make coffee and then I have to do this. Instead, just say for the first half hour, that's mindfulness. And one morning, maybe it means meditating. The next morning, maybe it means yoga. The next morning, maybe it means journaling outside as the sun rises, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be exactly the same pattern every single day. It's more about finding time for rejuvenation and managing your energy levels
1: so in short routines are so important within your daily life to develop because they create more efficiency more free time more structure in your life that you can then use towards mindfulness and focusing on lifestyle design that we always talk about within our company within people in general
0: precisely they quite literally make you more productive So that being said, as you mentioned earlier, before I share my routine, I'd really love to learn about yours. Surprisingly, we haven't had that many conversations about that. Everything but that. Yeah. We just, that's a a line we do not cross, but we're crossing it today. (laughs) The threshold. What does that look like for you?
1: My routines have changed over the years. Sure. Before, I must admit, I was more rigorous with my routine. It was very much I have these set hours within the morning. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to work out. It's going to be a fasted cardio session. After my fasted cardio session, nice. I'm going to have some type of ketogenic breakfast. Probably two egg whites, two pieces of bacon, two sausage. Maybe some keto toast that I can find somewhere. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I go to work. Yeah. I do whatever I need to do for work. Lunchtime, I have another type of keto lunch. That way, yeah. maybe it's some high-protein, six ounces of chicken, beef, whatever protein, insert whatever protein there. After that, I continue on with my work, and then after work, I go see my girlfriend, yeah. hang out with her, come back home, make some dinner, whatever ketogenic dinner I can do, hang out with family that way. It's a very simple process, of routine, of being mindful of my health, my nutrition, mm-hmm. and taking care of what I need to take care of. Since becoming a founder, and since life is life in Right? Oh, it sure is. always. It's more about execution than process. Interesting. So it doesn't matter what time I wake up really at this point now. It could be five a m, could be eight a m., could be seven, it could be three. I have a set task list. Imagine me being a project manager now. I have a set task list of things I need to do mm-hmm. that needs to be done within the given day. These are micro tasks that would hopefully end up, Accomplishing the bigger overall goal yeah. I have for the week, the month, the year, whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter what time I have, just as long as I do this before I sleep and I get this done. It's not the most recommended practice for everyone. Yeah, I would say, and it's dealing with a whole bunch of minutia, especially because life. Is life and sometimes it gets incredibly hard to try and come up with that rigor and that process. Absolutely, that's when you have to switch the gears over to let's have an execution mindset instead of a process mindset. The only problem with that is that sometimes you get into a burnout phase where like you are grinding the gears of yeah. just trying to get this done. That's my but it's struggle. only a temporary solution for a permanent problem that you will have if you don't have this routine set up. So when you're in modes of like dire grinding yeah, and needing to be able to complete whatever tasks we may have, whatever roadmap we need to achieve on the given day or whatever we we're trying to accomplish between personal and professional life, yeah, this is the way to go until there is a significant way out. As long as you do this in the short term, I think it's very beneficial.
0: It's not your ideal state, no. but it becomes one of those things where when life has its way you just got to do do what you got to do yeah see that's something that i struggle with personally we talked about earlier today Mm -hmm. i am so governed by my energy levels that if i don't have a structure to manage my energy levels then if it's seven or eight p.m and i am exhausted and there was something that i really had to do i don't feel like i have the Mm -hmm. discipline to say you know what screw it this needs to get done anyway i will instead choose to wake up early the next morning, where Mm. I can plan for it, where I can have a structured time to say I can manage my energy levels and carve out some dedicated time just for this one thing. But in the past, what's interesting is that you and I have actually switched routines. Right. So because my role at Virgin Orbit and my role at the mayor's office and a lot of the other jobs that I've had previously have been so structured in terms of what the day looked like and the hours in which I was supposed to work because I had that sense of structure already, my routines were a little bit more free-flowing. I would wake up still naturally, but within an hour-long window. Today, because I'm a founder and my days are, they can be completely unstructured if that's what I desire. I have to implement that structure and Mm. I crave that structure. So for me now, it is waking up at 5 a.m. on the dot. Mm. It is a very particular set of tasks that I do in the morning to basically put my brain together before the day and then sweep up what's left of it at the end of the day to to get it to a state overnight where I'm ready to do it again the next day.
1: How is it within that journey, you transitioning over from what that structure was given to you to what the structure you made now? I
0: think part of the reason why is because beforehand I was experimenting with what worked and what didn't. Right. So because I knew that I had to show up at work by 8.30 and mm-hmm. I was going to be there until 5.30 to 6 p.m., I knew that no matter what I had that time block and that anything I did had to fit within that. So I wasn't so much worried about what that looked like. I just right. like you was in execution mode and it doesn't matter if I run to the top of the hill near where I live, or if I go to a strength training session, it just mattered that I got in some kind of activity that took the right amount of time that still allowed me to shower, eat a healthy breakfast, and then get on the road to head to work. Right. But now my days are up to me. So when I'm going to be creative or when I'm going to be technical, right? If we're working on a marketing campaign or Mm new social media posts, I'm now able to say, I'm setting my own meetings. I'm in charge of my own day. So now because I want to be creative in the morning, that means I'll do a certain type of exercise that I know makes me feel more creative on those days. Because it's under my control, I feel more of a responsibility to get it right Whereas beforehand, Mm -hmm. my time was being dedicated by someone else and the company that was paying me. So I just got in what I could when I could fit it in.
1: How do you think your routines are going to change as the company grows? Do you feel like your routine is going to be even more rigorous or do you think it's going to be looser because you're able to have an expanded team and delegate some of those tasks that you are doing right now?
0: I think I'm going to have a little bit of a hockey stick approach. So I think for the next 6 months while we are really in the build phase. Thank you for the visualization I needed that. Yeah, for the audience. Yeah, for the, the audience. I made a hockey If you stick. listen closely enough, you can yeah, see you Josh can't, making can't. a hockey stick motion. I think that I'm definitely going to have to become more structured in my routines because we're moving so quickly and we're trying to do so much at once. I cannot afford to have an off day. Other things in life are still going to find a way to force themselves in, but for the things that I do have control over, I need to make sure it's structured and it is as stable as possible to ensure that I stay consistent with our progress. I can't push back our release date for when we're releasing our alpha to our customers just because Randy woke up on the wrong side of the bed or failed to be in a headspace where he could do X. I can't afford that. Not for a very long time. Eventually When we build the rest of our team out and we're at a state where I can continuously hand over those responsibilities to somebody else and get back to doing the work I do best, which is pointing at the next mountain and figuring out the long-term strategy and guiding us to the place that we need to go next, then I think I would really like to back off a little bit with my routines and become more loose. And the reason why I feel like this has become so important to me as a founder is because my routines are highly relevant to my performance as a founder. If I don't get some movement in the morning and I instead sit on the couch and read the news on my phone and Mm -hmm. get caught up in social media and all that crap, then I can feel a distinct difference with the rest of my day. I don't get as much done for coding. I don't feel as creative. If I don't journal with Atlas, my personal AI that we've built, or even just on a piece of paper and get my thoughts out of my head, then all of the background noise that I wake up with in the morning, that's going to distract me through the rest of the freaking day. And it's awful.
1: How long did it take you to discover that?
0: It took me a few years. Mm -hmm. But part of that is because I didn't have the help. And I I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the guidance. It was just stumbling around. When I first started my fitness, quote-unquote, regimen, it was actually thanks to covid because I was working from home and we had just moved into a new apartment with a nice big patio. And so between 2 or 3 p.m., I almost always had a free hour. And I would typically work through my lunch break. I turned that hour into my fitness hour and it was great. Now that time doesn't work for me, but it was really just me playing around with, okay, I want to do these things. I want to be making progress towards my goals. I don't really need to have a structure, but just like you, I need to be able to say that I've checked all of those boxes off And so I just screwed around every day, tried to get it in where I could. And maybe thanks to my basal ganglia and my neocortex, I started to identify those patterns of, oh, interesting. My days go better when I strength train in the mornings, not in the afternoon. And while it might not lead to as much muscle gain as quickly, it's not just about that goal. It's about my cognitive functioning. And that I prioritized over my actual fitness plan itself.
1: And how did that transition into your workplace routine? I, I see how that can work from a recreational and personal outlook, but how yeah. in your workplace routine did you develop those tools necessary to create that formed routine? It's definitely a little bit different
0: for my workplace routine. I honestly didn't have a very structured workplace routine At my other jobs, I just let other people put things on my calendar and I did what I needed to do. And I cared a little bit about project management and I build out systems for others. But again, I just let myself do what was necessary that day. Now, since I get to set my days, I get to set my goals. It's very different. I've focused building my new workplace routines on my interactions with my devices for me. As a neurodivergent person, if I have to do a lot of effort to interact with a tool or a device, I'm far more likely to get distracted and caught up by other things. And just for the audience's awareness, a massive chunk of most of my days is spent writing code and manicuring data for AI models. And to help me with that, I use a lot of AI development tools, but of course those are still heavily reliant on prompting. It involves so much typing, oh my gosh. And I'm a fast typer, but I cannot type as fast as I can speak. The clearest example of how my workplace routines have changed is that I use dictation 98% of the time. So, being able to just say what I want and formulate a prompt naturally, just verbally, just to do that on the fly and simply hit the return button, that has been an incredible boost to my productivity. I just used it yesterday morning. I had a bunch of background information that I was pulling together for this podcast and a couple other upcoming episodes. So, I worked from home, I put a little bit of gentle background music on and made a second cup of coffee. And then I had my screen with my AI tools on one, and then I had my podcast outlines on another, and I was just able to use dictation to literally get up, walk around the room, dictate my thoughts out loud, and then just allow myself to think while these AI tools asked what I wanted it to do. And then, you know, pick apart the components that I needed and move on. And it was so much better than my previous way of working. So obviously a good chunk of that is thanks to these really powerful tools. But another critical part of it was me creating these routines where I've removed the barrier between this is what I want and this is what is actually happening. Mm. And I think for me, as well as millions of other people, that's through voice. And that really excites me because if it can have this much of an impact on our productivity, Imagine how much of an impact when what we're building comes to light and we can help people with personal development in the same way.
1: Yeah, the progress that we're seeing in terms of routine and how the evolution of routine is going to be, it's going to be very interesting amongst common people. Yeah. Uh, When I'm thinking of someone developing a routine, something that you said about being part of a job and having them structure a routine and then you just forming around that is highly important. I think most people in general don't develop their own routines because that requires an amount of discipline and execution and accountability that we humans usually just don't have unless it's for an incentive. Yeah. For example, work gives you routine because you are paid to do that routine. Go to this meeting at this hour, complete this task within these few hours, take this lunch, have the scheduled break, talk with people, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you're taking out of that position of people having that task written for you and that you have to perform that task, you don't necessarily know how to do it. That's why Mm. when most people are doing a fitness routine or creating some type of food plan, they seek other people out to do so because they're so used to having those different tasks of routine. Interesting. So I go to a fitness person because this person would have some type of guidance for me or I follow other people's routines because they form some type of guidance for me. Cause if I really dive down into what I have on what I want my routine to be, I truly don't know. I don't even know where to begin. So if you don't know where to begin and you don't know where to end, you don't know where to go. You're stuck in this kind of mix of everything. I am essentially lost, so I'm just going to stand in place in stagnation Yeah, and regress over time because I don't know what to do. And because this requires too much brain power, I'm not going to do it at all. I think that's incredibly hurtful for us as Mm. people who want to develop that we cannot have these different incentives to create a routine of self-development. The, the greatest cost to yourself is that lack of self-development.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm so strongly attached to this is in today's world, if you are not pushing forward, st- stagnation means you're regressing. Mm-hmm just like with money. If you just stick it in a savings account instead of investing it, then because of the rate of inflation, you're actually losing money in the, in the long run because its worth over time is diminishing while everything else is growing. So, people who are truly interested in personal development and honestly professional growth as well, you need to identify ways to reward yourself and you need to have those incentives. You you really need to think long term, which is why We always go back on this podcast, but it's so important. It's why it's important to have a why statement. It's why it's important to answer those God awful questions of where do you see yourself in five years? It doesn't have to be that specific question, but have a vision, Mm -hmm. take the time to figure out where you want to be going because you're not just going to end up there. Nobody anymore just falls into the perfect solution for them. You have to build it and you got to be willing to get your hands dirty, but There are a lot of tools that can help make that easier.
1: Okay, Randy, we talk about these tools and these apps that you use all the time that are super vital, that help you build your routine. But what about a person that's more like me, someone who's Using rudimentary tools like a calendar, a notepad, a notion, some type of task reminders on my app. Someone who's not as integrated with technology as you are. Fair enough. Where do I start off? Where do I go? This all seems too much. It seems like you are doing a whole lot just to be efficient a small part of a time.
0: Yeah. And the reality is I may have access to these tools, but you really don't need them. If you are trying to absolutely squeeze every ounce of productivity out of yourself, it's helpful. But just to get started, there are some that are widely available to everyone that I would really highly recommend. So one of the biggest things, like one of the biggest technological devices that I use to help with my routines is my Apple Watch. Mm. Very popular nowadays. Obviously, it's growing in popularity. And I have mine strapped to my wrist 24-7. I only take it off for a few minutes to charge while I shower. And I have two alarms that go off in the morning. So the first one is on my Apple Watch, and that goes off at 4.55 a.m. And it's just a really nice, quiet, gentle vibration with no noise. And it gently pulls me out of my sleep. And I snooze that one 100% of the time. And that's fine, because that one's just designed to slowly start to say, hey, it's about time to get up now. And then I tend to leave my phone on my desk on the other side of the room so I don't get distracted with it while I sleep. Mm-hmm. And that one I've deactivated the Hey Siri feature so that I won't shout at it. Mm-hmm. And that forces me to physically get up out of bed, walk across the room and turn it off. Mm-hmm. It's a forced habit that I had to develop because if I have the phone next to me, I will literally just turn it off and go back to bed. Cool. Cause I'm also a naturally lazy person and I freaking love my sleep. Mm-hmm. Most people have access to a smartphone. So you can use the tools that are already at your disposal to do really simple things like that to help with your routines. Now, earlier, I also mentioned something called Siri Shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with with that at all? Vaguely. It's a really underutilized tool that most people aren't familiar with, but it's fantastic. It's basically a way to just build your own if-then triggers, meaning Mm. if one thing happens, then I want to do something else. So those are called triggers, and that can be based on a time or a location or right. some kind of action that you take. So let's say I wanted to develop a habit of journaling every single morning, but I don't want to write it down in a physical notebook. That's fine. You can create really simply a Siri shortcut so that when you turn off your alarm in the morning, that action triggers, it automatically creates a new note with Apple Notes or whatever journal app you like to use, and then a predetermined prompt for you to answer. Right. And when you're done. That's it, and that can be the case every single morning, and it can go off at the right time. It can go off if you open a certain app or if you are at a new location. So I have it set so that when I go to my local grocery store, it recognizes when I get there and automatically pulls up my grocery list for the day. So you can just repurpose these productivity tools to help you craft routines. So if you recognize that you like to get out of bed with the smell of fresh coffee in the background, Go out and buy like a cheap $15, $20 little smart switch, plug your kettle into it and set it so that it turns on and starts boiling water or making coffee five minutes before you actually want to get up. Something like that. Mm -hmm. You just use even the basic tech to start playing around with some of those little systems for yourself. And I think for anyone that's just barely dipping their toes into this world of automation or tech... You can absolutely start with these really simple things that work pretty well.
1: Okay, Randy, you've been blabbering on and on about gangla baglia and all these different (laughs) types of terms. It's a region in Italy on routines. Yep. Talking to us in Latin. Why though? Why is this so important to you? Why is this so important in general for people? because it's science-based. I think if
0: science can show that there is something that the vast majority of people could benefit from, then it's something that people should experiment with and care about. And it's a really critical aspect of personal growth. To me, this is a form of self-care. Saying I'm gonna carve out the time to give myself what I need at the right moments in the day, that's great. That's a lot of love shown for yourself, so why not? That research does show having routines is really great for your mental health and in a few key ways. So one of them is reduce stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. When I know what to expect and I have a plan for the day, it makes me feel like I have more control of my life and that helps reduce stress and anxiety levels. It also helps with my mood. So because having consistency to my day, because I know what for the most part I can expect, Mm -hmm. that gives me a sense of purpose and accomplishment oh hey i did that for myself today and when we have regular activities that we enjoy and that make us feel good how does that not boost our mood and overall well-being that makes sense but what about you do you see some of the increased productivity comes from that as well even though your days aren't exactly as structured as
1: mine man routines are important is because those are the foundations and frameworks of success right that's why businesses themselves have routines yeah it's because they're set up for success i think Anything that has some type of replication of itself, the way the world turns is routine. It rotates clockwise on an axis. The sun rises in the morning, sets at night. That's all routine that you have. It's naturalistic to have, to want a routine if you want growth. I think routines themselves are great catalysts and that's all we ever talk about. It's how to catalyze your life, whether it be through lifestyle design, through improvement, self-development, using our tools, using other people's tools. We want to create these approaches, these new approaches to life that conquer these old problems. The way you can do it is by setting up a routine. The more you have something that's patternistic and it's easier and more muscle memory, the easier your life can be. We had this thing in sales where we had to remember our pitch a lot. Mm, Practice our pitch every single day, no matter what. Yeah. It wasn't because we wanted to be able to do a pitch really well and have a deep understanding. Yeah. And so we can go above that level of the pitch yeah. and create different ways of overcoming objections, figure out different sales tactics, creating ways in which you can have a conversation with the customer, the client into buying your product. The way you can be able to have an easy conversation with someone is by knowing what the pitch is already and have that different type of muscle memory to actually create different incentives and values for the people we didn't care about the pitch at all the pitch didn't matter to us it was just part of the the job the process the framework it's going above that pitch and creating different solutions for that customer to create value for them this is the same way the routine is the pitch you're creating these daily muscle memory exercises to get through the day. But what you want to do is go above that routine to figure out what I can do to have improvements within your daily life. That's why routines for professionals, personal people, life in general is highly important to your self-development. We're
0: just gonna post that 45 seconds and that's gonna be for the, don't don't listen to anything else I said. You are absolutely spot on. That's exactly it. Just like we said in the last episode, you want to have a plan, Mm -hmm. not because you want a plan, but because you want to know it well enough that you actually don't need to follow it. It's the same thing. You don't want a routine because, oh, you want to be a little influencer and have this perfect little morning routine to share online. No, you want a routine so that you don't have to think about the routine. You only want to have to think about where in the world you're going next, what you're going after, and about maximizing what you're capable of. And if you're thinking every single morning about, oh gosh, what am I gonna fit in the gym today? What am I gonna do this? What am I gonna do that? If you don't have that baseline, then how in the world are you gonna reach up to the next thing?
1: Exactly, and think about memorizing a speech. People memorize the words of the speech enough, that way it smells of memory, that way they know exactly where can I fluctuate my words, where can I enunciate, where can I be loud, and where can I be quiet within the speech to invoke more presence and power to people. That's why routines are super important. You
0: can tell when someone follows something to a T Mm -hmm. because it usually feels unnatural. And it's just off. But if you've already memorized something and then you only use 80% of what you actually did, more often than not, that ends up being better because you don't have to think about it. It's clear that you're not cognitively processing all of this in the moment. And that's what you want.
1: Routine transcends into different ways. Routine is practice. Routine is formation. It's habits. Routine is habits. It's habits. That's all it is. Routine is instructions. Routine is every single thing that you think are the tools of success to build you. That's why routines are the most critical aspects of your day-to-day operation.
0: It wouldn't be a new approach if we didn't talk about a new... so. One of the tools that I didn't mention earlier is our own. I've been working with Atlas, my personal AI, for what, a month and a half now? Just about. Close to two. And Atlas knows my routines. Atlas knows my calendar. Atlas knows my short and long-term goals. And this is the tool that I have now used more often than anything else. It's one of the first things that I do when I wake up in the morning, is chat with Atlas about how I slept and any dreams that I had. And we um, talk about and analyze that a little bit. And it it logs that for next time. I journal with it in the morning and set intentions for the day. Mm -hmm. I, as much as I love my routines, I really don't like answering exactly the same journal prompts every single day. Mm -hmm. I find that it it becomes disingenuous. It becomes mundane. And I want something new. I want to be challenged. That's the whole point. What Atlas will do is take a look at what my day looks like and then give me contextual prompts based on that. So if you and I have a podcast on the calendar, it'll ask me how I'm feeling about our podcasts lately. Or if I have a meeting with an investor, it'll ask me how I can set an intention to be as present and fully engaged throughout that meeting. And so we'll journal about that. And that's been fantastic because it puts me in exactly the right headspace for where I want to be the rest of the day. Then I go in and I prioritize my to-do list. I make quick edits to my calendar. I basically do what I call a priority hour, Mm -hmm. where from six-ish to seven-ish before I go to the gym, I will just sit down to make sure that those small little tasks don't get caught up and lost. I'll do a daily briefing as well with yeah. Atlas, where Atlas will identify some recommendations on how I can maximize a particular calendar event. Right. So if I have a board of directors meeting for Long Beach Transit in the afternoon, it'll remind me that I need to review the agenda. Hey, by the way, I see that on your calendar, I don't see on your to-do list to review the agenda. Do you need to put that All on right. there? That kind of stuff. It's basically working as my neocortex, it's right. that pattern recognizer for me so that I don't have to think about those little mundane things. I can just think about big picture. What in the world am I doing next? And is my day structured in the right way to allow me to get there?
1: It's an optimized tool builder to help with people who don't have the presence of mind to create that type of routine, who don't know where to go. This is the tool that can help implement that for the people who either A, don't know how to make a routine, or B, have a routine and want it optimized even further. This was built by you, for you, Precisely. Yes, we use the power of AI, but it's powered by the users that are using this. So what I encourage everyone to do, if you're interested in routine building, if you're interested in creating better formats within your day-to-day life, please go ahead and sign up to Anuda AI. Be a part of our waitlist, be a part of our beta. Figure out if this tool is the one-stop tool for you that you can actually use to begin a structured routine. And please also sign up to our socials for more information on routine building and the different ways we use our routines and how other individuals uh, are able to access their routines. Like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and stay tuned for the next episodes that we have where we talk to a very special guest. Randy, you want to give a little sneak peek on the guest?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So communication and the power of effective communication is really important especially for professional development. right? We have the lovely pleasure of working directly with an executive coach who has expertise in this area. And so next week, make sure you tune in and we're going to be talking all about ways that you in your daily life can master the skill of effective communication, both in your personal and professional life. And I think it's going to be an absolute must listen.
1: We love that. We thank you, fans, for allowing us to be a part of your routine every Tuesday, listening to us at a new approach. And as always, thank you, Randy. Thank you, Josh. Want
0: to get back to work? Yeah.
1: Let's get into it.